also want to welcome those who are worshipping with us on um, LiveGate Outreach TV, our YouTube channel, and those who are listening to the podcasts on iTunes or Buzzsprout. We are truly grateful for what God has been doing with us. We thank God for his faithfulness over us as a people. By the special grace of God, we have been on a series of uh, developing the mind of Christ. Developing the mind of Christ. And as you can see on the banner on the screen, God has taken us through a nine-part session. Very powerfully, various ministers of God have brought the word of God to us over the last nine weeks. And uh, we can see what God has been doing with us. Uh, we are on the very last of that series today. And um, because the way the word of God is, I can assure you that if we should revisit this set of scriptures again at some point as God will lead, we can be exploring something completely different from everything we have uh, seen here. So at this point, this is what God wants us to do. And I want to encourage you, if you don't know our um, um, YouTube channel, LiveGate Outreach TV, just go on YouTube, subscribe to it. And if you also are on Facebook, follow us on LiveGate Outreach Center. And um, that would be a way you can catch up with these things. But if you go to iTunes as well, you can find a listing of all the messages. So the whole series are there right up to last Sunday. And um, all the messages from round about uh, mid-2017, I guess. And uh, there are quite a lot of very useful resources there. You can share them. You can uh, pass them on to others. You can save on your devices. Those are audios, apart from what we have on YouTube that is uh, video. So we want to thank God for this, for the privilege he's given to us. So on this last session, we, I, bring, I want us to consider a title today I call Anointed for a Precious Name. Anointed for a Precious Name. And I believe that what God is doing with us as a people is that he's helping us to come to a place where we understand what Christ did for us and also embrace the truth of what Christ is expecting of us so that we can receive the same rewards that Christ received. It's very simple. The Bible says we should look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So everything we've seen him do, everything we read about him, and everything we continue to learn from scripture, God wants us to put to practice. He said we should follow. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He said that to a people who were very newly converted, who could not directly understand Christ. He says, so for you to understand Christ is very easy. You just follow what I do. When you follow what I do, you are following Christ. But we have direct access to Christ today through his word. Don't forget, by the time Paul was writing to the Corinthians, there was no Bible as we have it today. They had scrolls of the Old Testament, and they had bits and pieces of letters of parchments here and there. So there is no complete package of, of the word of God as it were. So Paul said, the best way I can make you follow this Christ is you follow my life as I follow Christ. But we are in a place today where we can follow Christ directly because the word of God from Genesis to Revelation is Christ from the beginning and Christ forevermore. Hallelujah. And so I do want to encourage you very seriously today that... The Lord God Almighty whom you serve will continue to attend to all your matters in Jesus' name. And so we are on this title, Anointed for a Precious Name. And by the grace of God, after the message today, we're going to have everyone here anointed for the purpose of developing and embracing the precious name that God has given to you. Amen. 
Our text has been Philippians chapter 2 from verse 8 to verse 9. Those of you that are joining on uh, LiveGate Outreach TV or on iTunes, I want you to know that we read our scripture reading from Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 to 11. So that would help you to focus on what we are doing today. But I will just be reading from verse 8 right now to verse 11. The Bible says, let's read together. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. We've dealt with all that. Like I said in the previous sessions, you can go back over those messages and listen to them. Let's go to verse 9. He says, now read verse 9. It's our emphasis today. Verse 9 to 11. Let's go together. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Somebody again, let's go. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Verse 10 together. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. Verse 11 together. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. So on this series, as we conclude it today, we are examining the reward. Everything we have read from verse 5 right through to verse 8 tells us about the many things. The Bible says he was found in the appearance of a man. He made himself of no reputation. The Bible says he took the form of a bond servant. We explained all that in the, in the message, in the series before, in the, in the sessions in the series before now. And that he came in the appearance of a man. We said for us, that means that when he made himself of no reputation, you and I must understand that we have no reputation. Whatever your status in life, whatever God has made you is for his glory. And a lot of people walk about and allow their reputation to come between them and their salvation. Come between them and their service to God. We must not be such a people. The Bible says he was equal with God. He is equal with God. But he did not consider that as a robbery to have been made in the form of a man. And then he made himself of no reputation. So we must make ourselves of no reputation. He took the form of a bond servant. And so we are saying the same thing, that we must see ourselves as servants of God who are bond servants. We explain all this, that bond servant means that we are committed. We have no choice, as it were. Even though we are people of sovereign will, we are people who can determine according to what we want to choose. We can choose. But what God wants for us is when we choose life, we are bond to life, like Jesus did. He said he came in the appearance of a man. And we say for us, that means that we, like Paul said, become all things to all men, that if by any means we can save some. And I said it is about becoming all to save some, not becoming some to save all, like our generation seeks to do. We need to know how to become all things. That is why we do drama. We sing songs. That's why we we do outreach. That's why we use social media. That's why we do everything that is possible to present ourselves before the world around us so that if by any means we can at least save some. And then Jesus humbled himself and he became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. 
And that is where, let's go back to verse 10. That is where the Bible says, in, uh, sorry, verse 9. That is why the Bible says in verse 9 that, and therefore God also. The word therefore means that having done all those things, having done all those things, made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, becoming in, the, coming in the appearance of man, humbling himself, becoming obedient unto death right to the cross. And when he said, it is finished. Having done all those things, therefore, therefore, God has also highly exalted him and then gave him this precious name. The Bible says this kind of name that he was given is that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Now, a name literally connotes the designation by which a thing or a person is known. So when somebody is given a name, that name, when they are called, it identifies them. Now, many people bear the same name, but everybody has a uniqueness to the claim of that name. When I meet people who are called, and I believe in names very much. I believe in names. We always, when we have little children in this place, we take time to name them correctly. We take time to make sure that parents are prayed to understand. Because names have a way of giving a prophetic insight about the life of a child or of a person. And so when I hear somebody that bears a negative name by meaning and they did not know, I try to explain to them that do you know the meaning of this name? So that you can understand what you need to do if you are fighting or struggling with certain things in your life. Because it may be because that name, every time that name is called, it limits. There was a time Abram was called Abram, which just meant father. He had no child. But when he was changed to Abraham, he to be father of many, it began to speak in his life. So you and I must understand that we also ought to respect the name. The Bible says the name that God gave to Jesus was a name that was not only to identify Jesus, but was to confirm his dominion and authority. God uses names to also confirm. Now, I want us to be very, very conscious of this. Whatever your name is, when you become born again, you take on the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But you can help yourself by not allowing a negative name to be called you. If somebody is called Little, Little. I know a man that used to be called Mr. Little, Reverend Little, actually. He was a preacher. For many years, he said he never thought of the fact that this Little is holding me back. Everything about his life was Little. Actually, the man was that high. But then everything about his life was little. He was living in a one-room house, little. Riding a very little bike. Doing everything little, little, little. Then one day he said, which kind of name have I been bearing like this? And I've been preaching to people for years. <laughs> so he changed his name. I don't know what he took on, but I know he changed his He dropped his name little. Because even though he was anointed, every time everybody said little. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we need to know the importance of these names. But Jesus was named at birth by prophecy. Luke chapter 1 from verse 33, the Bible says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name what? He shall call his name what? Why? Verse 32. And he began to say by prophecy that he will be great. Somebody say prophetic. Say prophetic. 
every born again child of God has the prophetic word of God upon their lives. The moment you become born again, like Jesus was born, there is a prophecy of greatness on your life already. The Bible says he will be great and he will be called, hallelujah, he will be called the son of the highest. And he will, and the Bible says, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father who? David, verse 33, verse 33. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom and, uh, and of his kingdom there will be what? No end. So in order to fulfill purpose, he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. He is called Jesus for he will save many. But there is a prophecy that he will be great. He will have dominion. Now when he was born, the Bible says when he was born and he was named Jesus, he had to be anointed with that same Holy Ghost power as Jesus the Son of Man. He had to be anointed. He had to be empowered in order to fulfill the same thing. So when Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 10, 10, he said, For how God anointed, verse 38, Acts 10, 38. The Bible says, For how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? The Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were what? Oppressed by the devil for what? God was with him. This is why we still anoint till today. The anointing oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit and the power it contains. It is just ordinary oil in itself. But when we pray over it by faith, we receive it by faith. And we believe in the reenactment, the activation of the power of the Holy Spirit that is on us. It is so powerful that when James was to be advising the elders and the people in the church, he said to them, he said, if anyone is sick, let them pray. But let them also call on the elders, that the elders will anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith rendered by the elders will heal the sick. So we must understand that when we are a people who desire to manifest the fullness of our prophetic nature in Christ, we must also know how to embrace the anointing. Hallelujah. And then similarly, everyone who is redeemed by God is called by name and anointed for service and dominion. But we have to, like Jesus, obey. We have to come to a place of obedience, go through being the form of a bond servant, taking on the form of a bond servant, humbling ourselves, going before the Lord and doing only what God has said we ought to do. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1, the Bible says, we, but now, thus says the Lord, let's read together, but thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you and i've called you by your name i've called you by your name look at your neighbor for me and say he has called you by your own name you are unique in his sight he said i have called you by your name and you are mine you are mine look at that when he said i have called you by your name it's a small why 
But when he got to the place where he wants to now identify you as the redeemed, it's the same capital Y that is used to recognize everyone every time Jesus is mentioned in scripture. Why? Because you are joint heads with him now. He said, I have called you who is born of a woman, born of the flesh, by name. And then I redeemed you by the blood of my son. And now you, with a capital Y, the redeemed, the saved, the joint heirs with Christ, are now mine. You must understand that your life may look ordinary, but it is not ordinary. Your life may look inconsequential, but it is much, much precious in his sight. He said, you are mine. You and I know how we take care of our things that are precious. We always look after the things that are precious to us. Some funny things. Don't play with women's jewelry. If you don't want trouble. Guys, I hope you're hearing me. If you don't want trouble, don't go there. And ladies, don't, don't mess about with men's cars. Cars are men and cars. Something about it. I don't know. Don't tell them I told you. Hallelujah. And things like that. They are just natural with us. Handbags, shoes. Some ladies just get those things and they're precious to them. Now, I'm not saying that those things are bad, but I'm just saying that these are just things. These are things. But we know how we treat those things that are precious to us. We don't treat them anyhow. We take care of them because we, they, 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 we, we consider them things of value. The Bible says, God said, you are mine. He said, thus says the Lord who created you, who formed you. He said, you should fear not. For he has redeemed you and called you by your name. We are formed by birth naturally and we are redeemed at new birth supernaturally. This is very important for us to remember. If we cannot separate our new birth from our natural birth, that simply means we have not gone through the new birth. It's very simple. When people say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm born again, I say you are not born again. That's just it. If you are born again, you'll be sure. It's like somebody saying that, I'm not sure if I, 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 was, born by, I was born at all. And they're looking and talking to you. It just, can that stack up? No. They, they can, they, you can see them physically. You say you are born. You have been born into this world. It's the same way the new birth is. When you are redeemed, you will know. He said you should know very well that you are redeemed at new birth. And that is supernatural uh, experience. So the anointing oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit and power, as I said. It gives us the performance and dominion. When God found David in Psalm 89, verse 19, the Bible says, Then you spoke in a vision to your Holy One and said, I have given help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. One selected from the people. Who is this person? Verse 20. Let's read verse 20 together. He said, I have found my servant David. Somebody say by name. Say he called him by name. He said, I have found my servant David. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Don't forget, you need to be a bond servant. You need to locate yourself in the place of service. He said, I have found David my servant. When uh, Samuel went to uh, Jesse's house to anoint a king for Israel after Saul, he found people that God had not found. He found the tall Eliabs and all the brothers of David, the very, very kingly looking people that were there. And Samuel kept on saying, is this this one? God said, no. Is it this one? I said, no. He said, ah, there's nobody here again. And everybody said, there's nobody else. If you can't anoint all, the, all of this one. Then Jesse said, but there's there one like that. 
<laughs> there is one like that. He's not the kind of person you are looking for. My paraphrase. But let, let us send for him. Samuel said, we will not sit down until you bring him here. Because God's word cannot fall to the ground. God said that this is the place the king will come from. Why am I saying this? Listen, friends, you may not look the part, but you are the part. You may not look the part, but you are the part. Many times you will take delivery of things that don't look like you. They don't fit you. There is nothing that can explain it other than God himself. You just be a servant. You just be somebody who is passionate about God. David was just there where they kept him in the jungle and tending sheep and, and going in the wilderness all the time, always singing, I lift up my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? As the deer panted for the water brook, so my soul longs after you. Just serving God the way he not minding anybody. Just taking care of the sheep he was given to take care of. And he used to do one thing. Anywhere his brothers were, he used to carry food to them to, to eat. And then he would go back to where he was. Because that's what he did when he, Goliath was eventually to be fought. He, took, he went to them as usual. And then he began to see that everybody was running away from a giant. And he said, what, what is happening here? Hallelujah. You must understand that he was, an, he was an insignificant member of the team. But God called him his servant. God is recognizing you for whom he has called you today. And I want you to know that in your life, because you are receiving the anointing upon your life by faith, as you receive it the same way it came upon David, God will cause you to triumph in the name of Jesus. The Bible makes us to understand that in verse 21, he said, with my hand, with whom my hand shall be established and my arm shall do what? strengthen him. You and I need the strength of God. Anyone God is calling into any office whatsoever, even in the things you do that we call secular work, God must necessarily anoint you for you to fulfill destiny in that place. What came upon I, David in 1 Samuel 16 was not oil. It was the infusion of God's power. So the name David became a terror to the kingdom of darkness. That is why when he appeared in 1 Samuel 17 before Goliath, with this anointing, Goliath knew that there was something different. Even though he was raging and ranting, by the time David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, of whom the armies of the Lord you are defiling this day, God began to orchestrate all the heavenly forces that David needed to conquer that giant. This is how God will cause you to be strengthened. This is how God will cause you to have power in the name of Jesus. So the prophetic word on your life is that you will be great. You will be powerful. The same way it's upon Jesus. But you and I need to be strengthened. Hallelujah. This prophetic word about Jesus Christ called it the oil of gladness. Reading, quoting from Psalm 45, Hebrews chapter 1. The writer of Hebrews said, But to the son he says, let's read together. Your throne... Oh God, let's read together. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Verse 9. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. This was a prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. 
Now Jesus, it was clear that the anointing was to help him to get to that name that we read about in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, 10, and 11. That name that God gave to him. But for him to come to it, he had to walk in, verse, go back to verse 8. He has to, go, he has to come from a place where he is in the, he is enjoying the throne that is forever and a scepter of righteousness. He had to come from a scepter of righteousness. And then beginning of verse 9, the Bible says he has to have loved righteousness and hate lawlessness. A passion for the kingdom activates the prophetic word. The Bible calls it a more sure word. Many believers have said, pastor or brother, I can't see a difference in my life. I have been born again for long and I just find myself at the same level. You need to activate your love for righteousness, the things of God. You need to hate lawlessness. You need to take on the form of a bond servant. You need to love humility like Jesus did. You need to look for a way of becoming all things to all men. If by any means you can save some, you need to love reaching out to people. You need to love serving people. You need to love serving God and serving people. You need to love these things. These are the things that trigger and activate the anointing of the oil of gladness. When you live like this, God begins to separate you from your companions. I say God will separate you from your companions. God will give you a distinguishing lifestyle that will make you very different from your companions. I say that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. When this anointing comes upon you, don't think the way you used to think. I want you to believe God for fresh ideas. I want you to believe God for fresh opportunities. When opportunities present themselves, they don't usually come in the packages you expect. Many times they come like things that have come to scare you. Goliath was looking like something that was to kill David. But that was his key to the throne. That was his key to the throne. You just need to be bold and walk in the confidence of that anointing and watch God use that same seeming challenge to take you to your next level in the mighty name of Jesus. And this is why the Bible says when Jesus walked in complete obedience, we read from Philippians 2.8 that he was found in the appearance of man and therefore, verse 9, therefore, very important word there, therefore God also. He did his part, therefore God did his part. When you do your part, therefore, God will do his part in the name of Jesus. So this is very important for us. So we must therefore continue to walk in humility and obedience so that we can experience our God-given redemption names. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 4. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. Let's read that together. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. Let's read that again. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver or gold. Go straight to verse 4. He said, By humility and the fear of the Lord are what? Riches and honor and life. Not by pursuing those things, but when you are humble and you are after the fear of God, the Bible says riches and honor will come to you. I say they will come to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. A good name is more important. The Bible says it is better. There are loads. We are in a world where there is a mad rush 
and a mad rat race that is going on. In some cases, competition is good. Competition is very good. Competition is essential so that we can have balance in the society. No doubt. But when competition becomes evil, when you have to find yourself pulling down others so that you can rise, that is no more of God. When you have to find yourself slandering others and making others look bad so that you can look good, no, you have lost the plot. But that is the world that surrounds us. Somebody will say, but Pastor Dave, this is what everybody is doing. They go there and say bad things about me. No, you don't worry. Listen, Joseph did not have to spoil anybody, not even Potiphar's wife. He did not have to spoil her name. Think about it. Not even Potiphar's wife that put him in prison. He did not have to, he did not try to even spoil her name. And we never heard that even when he became prime minister, he looked for her and said, yeah, you this woman, you see you now? I'm now prime minister. <laughs> I'm now prime minister. Put her in jail. Put her, put her, useless woman. <laughs> he did not. He did not. Daniel, Daniel did not have to pull anybody down to become governor. Jesus did not have to spoil anybody or call anybody bad names, as it were, for him to get the name that is above every other name. You need the humility and the fear of God. This is what we have been learning the past few weeks. When they revile you, you don't revile back. Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You say, but Pastor Dave, we live in a very cruel world. We live in a very, very nasty world. People do nasty things. And that is the truth. But the truth, the greater truth is that when you live by humility and the fear of God, you find honor that no man can give come to you by the power of God. Hallelujah. When God lifts you high, nobody can put you down. When God lifts a man, no one can stop them from advancing. I decree that in your life, God will give you unstoppable testimonies. I say undeniable proofs of your service. In the name of Jesus. There are some people who are looking at you today and they think they have seen your end. They think they have seen everything you can become. In a very short moment from now, you will see the same people and say, the God you serve must be God indeed. I say they will say, the God you serve must be God indeed. In the name of Jesus. So as I conclude this before we anoint ourselves today, I want us to continue to go after a good name. You go after a good name by desiring the fear of God rather than pursuing the things that people think will give them a good name. We live in a society where people think that if you don't use certain kind of clothing, certain kind of uh, drive, certain kind of cars, carry ladies, certain kind of handbags that you, 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 you cannot be reckoned with. To make a good name, you have to be persistent. You need to know how to keep holding on to God, keep loving righteousness, keep hating wicked, wickedness. So that the Lord your God can anoint you above your fellows. Very quickly, the three things, I'll just mention them and we pray. That a good name is precious and helps us to do. Two things actually. The first thing is that it facilitates heaven's attention towards the bearer. Every time God looks at you, he doesn't look at a mass of people. He looks at you as an individual. As a father of a few children, by the grace of God, when I look at them, I relate with them on a personal basis. I can be looking at the three of them like this, but by the time I'm looking at each person, I'm connecting, I'm understanding from the worldview of that person as they have gone through life and through time. 
The same way God will look at us. Seven billion people on this planet, saved and unsaved. He deals with everyone. The dealing he has with those who are unsaved is extending grace. Titus 2.11, extending grace to them. Be saved, be saved, be saved. For those who are saved, fulfill your potential. Fulfill your potential. Fulfill your potential. The same grace is reaching out to you and I. Two things he does for us in this life. He facilitates heaven's attention. 1 Peter 2, 9 says we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are his own special people. And he has called us to proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Your life is not ordinary. Please tell your neighbor for me, your life is not ordinary. You must understand this. Because you see, believers get fired up on a Sunday. And many times by Sunday night or Monday morning when they are back at work, they feel very different. They feel dry. They feel empty. It is knowledge. It is knowledge. If you are a citizen of any country whatsoever, when you are called to exercise the right of citizenship, you don't deny yourself what should rightfully be yours. Praise the Lord. You don't. You don't. For a few years, I've been a citizen of this country, but because I can also be dual, I'm dual like many of us here, dual with my home country, Nigeria. Now, when I'm going home to Nigeria and I get to the uh, uh, airport and I'm about to cross immigration, like every other person who lives there and was born there like me and has never lived out, I also confidently put down my green passport and say I'm back home. Hallelujah. And I feel confident doing it. I don't feel confused that you see, actually, for the past 20 years, I've not been here. And uh, no, no, I just say, I'm back home. Hallelujah. You need to understand this. That is the same way you, your heavenly citizenship must be taken anywhere. Don't negotiate it with the devil. You have heaven's rights everywhere you are. You are God's special people. I say you are God's special person. In the name of Jesus. The second thing it does is that a unique name enforces a God-ordained dominion and favor. When God gives you a unique name, a precious name, you are given dominion and favor. When he did it for Jesus, look at Acts chapter 4 from verse 10. He said, let it be known to you all, to the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead... By him, this man stands before you whole. Hallelujah. Verse 11. He said, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become what? The chief cornerstone. It doesn't matter how long the rejection has persisted. It doesn't matter how long your life might have looked trivial. It doesn't matter how long you have looked insignificant. Peter said, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, but it has now become the chief cornerstone, the undeniable stone. This is how God will translate your, and transform your life. In the name of Jesus. And then concerning Jesus, verse 12, he says, neither, nor is there, verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other name under heaven, given among men by which we must be saved. This is the only name. This is the only name. And God has associated us together with that name. Not that our own names now qualify to save others, but that for us to understand that we are joint heirs with the name that conveys and carries salvation. 
All that God is asking for us today is found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. He said, therefore, nevertheless, let's read that together. It's our last scripture here. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you name the name of Christ, you must depart from iniquity. That means depart from sin. Hate the things that the devil wants to keep you trapped in. It is very important if you want to enjoy the fullness of this anointing. And what this anointing oil will do for you today, if you believe it by faith, is that you will receive that seal that will keep you identified. I say you will receive that seal that will keep you identified. And it will give you empowerment against every form of iniquity in the name of Jesus. You will have a consummate, passionate hate for sin. I say you will hate sin passionately in the name of Jesus. Every time the enemy is trying to corrupt your name and corrupt your testimony, God will cause you to triumph. God will cause you to overcome. In the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet and just thank God for what he's done today.